0: Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon on 1490 AM WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a fantastic show lined up. Just for you.
1: Biker Life Radio is for those who ride and those who inspire to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right, Deb, let's uh, acknowledge our sponsors today. All right, today's show sponsors are Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you're ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees in the breeze and seats in the saddle then let's hang on we've let's got, get rolling and we've got
0: a great show lined up for you so be sure to stay tuned to the very end because it's jam packed with good stuff so let's go ahead and get started
1: I am super thrilled today to bring to everyone a, a great gentleman. We've had the chance to talk just a little bit, but he's got such a message and he's got an event that I think is going to knock the socks off of everybody that's listening. So I want to introduce Neil Jones. He's on the line with us today. And what Neil is doing is a rally called the Talamina Rally. And I love this. It's a ride for a reason 2020. So welcome, Neil, to the show. We're glad to have you on.
2: How are you doing? Thank you. Glad to meet you guys.
0: Fantastic! Glad to meet you as well. You've you've got some things uh, that are very exciting that's going on, and you want to start off and, and just tell us. Well, actually, let me do this. So you've got a ride for a reason. That's what it, that's what the ride is called. And so yes, let, let's let's just start off. How did you get this started, Neil? Where did it all start? How did it come about?
2: Well, it, it come about many many years ago. I've been doing a rally. Next year will be eighteen years. Uh, the last eight we have donated everything to St. Jude. The reason I started it. Is is I rode with a very large group out of Louisiana. And, and no offense to my Louisiana friends, but if you ever ride on them roads, you really want to be somewhere else. The, the <laughs> roads are horrible. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I invited them up one weekend and a bunch out of Texarkana. We went up through Queen Wilhelmina through the mountains. Okay. And it was so enjoyable and beautiful. I just got to thinking, man, I could get my friends out of Louisiana and come up here and we <laughs> could do this. Mm-hmm. So the first time I done it, we just wrote it. In the second year, I'm like, you know, I could do this and raise money. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So the second year, that second year we started and we give the first years of this thing to uh, local charities. And and honestly, you know, you wonder sometimes is the money going to help anybody? Yes. Sure. Or is the total amount going to help this mm-hmm. cause? Yep. Well, when we started giving the St. Jude eight years ago. We just decided, hey, uh, it's cancer research and it's for children. And to make this thing even better, every year when we get our donation together, we ride to Memphis, Tennessee, and present the donation. And they give you a tour of the hospital. Love it.
1: Oh, love it. Yeah, gives me chills. So if yeah.
2: you if you think you don't have a heart, you come go with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And mm-hmm. when, when I go and now we got a, a hotel right beside it, mm-hmm. it's already blocked. We're going this year in August, but I can, I can honestly tell you, I had done it up to 2015 and I was through, I was burned out. My wife had passed away from cancer. Oh, sorry That's to hear sorry. that. I was burned out. I wasn't going to do it. I resigned from the whole chapter and I met this young lady. Her name is Carol and she is God sent to me. And she looked at me one day and she said, do you know them kids don't give up? Why are you giving up? Oh! And my heart strains; I could not stand it. So me and her got back together and started doing it. In eight years, I, I'm I'm so happy we are over two hundred thousand donated.
0: That's that is amazing. fantastic,
2: and that's two people putting it together. And I have friends that show up, and I tell everybody: only good things happen with God and good friends, and Isn't that's how it? this that's thing has happened. What a story! It it, um and you know here's the deal you're you're giving money for cancer research and you're helping children exactly and now in the last eight years people see what we're trying to do and the ones that didn't want to be part of it they want to get in on it now and and, and I tell them look I'm good with that but if you want to sponsor you're gonna write me a check before I put your name on anything. And I've got terrific sponsors. My sponsors come up anywhere from 1500 to 5000 and those checks are made to St. Jude, every one of them. Oh, that's great. And the thing about it is, I'll give you just a, a brief description of the rally. We'll meet on Thursday afternoon. And I always got surprises. I, I'm the type of guy. I'm out of the box. I don't have a box. <laughs> you know, like I want everybody to come and go, wow, that guy did this. Mm-hmm. and We didn't have to pay for it. You mm-hmm. know, he got extra food and we didn't have to pay for it. Right. You know, or he gave me this and it was free. Everybody wants something free. <laughs> <Isn't that laughs> true? Everybody. So when you get there, Thursday, you're Esther. With your restoration, you get all kinds of free stuff from St. Jude. You'll get a rally shirt. There's others, and we sell tickets. We have door prizes. We have silent auction prizes. We have meet and greet Thursday. We get you up Friday morning at the hotel. They serve a complete breakfast. They don't have bagels. Hear that by I'm just- going to carry you on a ride, and we're going to go up through the hills, and I'm going to feed you all you can eat buffet. Oh, boy. Now, this is on me. Okay. And the rally. Oh,
0: wow. Now,
2: I'm going to bring you, and then, and then you're going to have an old poker run on Friday. I'm going to bring you back Friday evening, and I'm going to feed you barbecue, and I'm going to have you a band out of Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, my. Let's get up Saturday morning. We're going to do it again, eat breakfast. I'm going to carry you on another route. We're going to go up to Mina, Arkansas. I'm going to feed you at Papa's Mexican Restaurant. Mm. We go up on top of the mountain. That's where everybody gets up there, and we take pictures. The rangers and everything get involved in this, and they take pictures of us up on the mountain. Great we bring time. you back Saturday night. There's another band, and I'm going to feed you a fish dinner that night. Mm-hmm. So all that's going to cost you eighty bucks before May. That's nothing. If it's after May, it'll cost you a hundred, and you have to buy your rally shirt. Still.
1: I don't. You know, I don't think you could even put a price on what you've put together for a weekend with like-minded bikers to have a great time and. Even better for a wonderful cause. Exactly.
0: Going toward the cause.
2: I mean, you're talking three days. And and let me just say this. The hotel works with me. I mean, if if you guys had a hotel and I come to you and say, I'm going to sell your hotel out. Mm -hmm. This is a convention center. And they go, well, if you sell these out, we'll give you this price. Okay, You're getting a room with a breakfast in the morning for $75 a night. You a great price. You can't stay anywhere hardly for 75 bucks a night. That's That's right. This hotel, this convention center is right on I-30 in Texarkana, Arkansas. They were sold out in January. Oh. That's how many people. So I'm scrambling, and I go to the Best Western next door, and I work with him. He gives me the same deal.
1: Oh, fantastic.
2: So if I run out there, then there's there's two more right beside him. <laughs> so you know, and and people right now are kind of worried about what's going to happen in the future. Okay, here's what I would tell them, and I've told people, I got this. Me and God will work this out.
1: Right? <laughs>
2: if it's so we can't meet because of the fifty people rule, I've already got a backup plan. I'm not going to turn my back on these kids because of this. And and a lot of people say, yeah, but you're going to be, you know, we're two months away. I mean, you got to stop and think, I don't even know if I'll be here in two months. Who knows? That's That's true. true. So, you know, I'm not canceling nothing. Good. I'm going to do everything within my power to make it work. If I have to have outside concerts, and what could they say then? They can't say nothing. That's and it. I do not think they can stop me or you or anybody else going down the highway at 70 miles an hour.
1: <laughs> well, we can let them and try, I, right? I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you there know, you go. Right. And wind therapy, <laughs> now, it, that's easy distancing. You know, I can do that on the bike all day long and not worry about spreading the germs. There you go.
2: <laughs> now, I will tell people to come to this if you don't have a motorcycle. It's okay. That's great. We've got groups that follow us in cars because what I told them is our whole motto of the people that's helping me. I've got nurses. I've got an emergency center in Texture County, One of the doctors, he's. A, I'm talking about. I can ask for a thousand dollars and he'll write the check. I mean these people, but they've learned you've got to be transparent. That's a good thing. You gotta let people know where their money's going. Yep. You know, I know there's a lot of rallies going on. I'm not gonna call no names. Some of them, you really don't know where it's going to. It's true. That's right. I mean, and, and my deal is when I give it to St. Jude, they mail me back a letter from them stating every year what we've raised. And you notice I said what we, we raised, not I me. Mean. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a community. Um, what's really, and what I was getting back to on the, on people following us, it, it don't matter. If you want to come and, and be part of this and, hey, look, for 80 bucks. that's to me, it's a pretty good deal for three days. Yeah. <laughs> i <I'd> say so. <laughs> All that food? I mean, you get to, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All the bands? You
2: get to eat and the bands. Now, listen, if you don't want to come for the whole weekend, you only can be there on a Friday. Come in Friday night. It's $20, and you get a meal and hear the band. Can't
0: beat that either,
2: right? If you just want to walk in there. It's a smoke-free environment. Uh, they've got drinks set up for us inside this. I've got three humongous rooms with a big dance floor. And it has, And when I was a director of the hog chapter, you had to go every year and do training at different locations. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I run into people from Dallas and, and Kansas and, and Louisiana and now these people are coming to this rally.
1: That's wonderful. We've got
2: a, a large group, probably anywhere from 50 to 60 people coming from Wichita, Kansas, eight hours from here. And they leave and come down. And I, I talk to them nearly every week, some of them. And it's just, you know, it's one of them things where I don't care who you are or what you rise. We're going to come together and our whole committee will tell you our motto is it's all about the kids. No, it's it's not about me. It's not about nobody else out here. You know, one of my sponsors said, and y'all going to relate when y'all get through here. Uh, you better give Neil something. He won't shut up.
0: <laughs>
2: you be- You better donate, you know. Uh, we And we've got guys and, and, and their wives that come to this, and I bring them up on Saturday, that have lost children at St. Jude. And they get up and get to talking. And that's where you can reach these people's heartstrings. You know, I've got 11, me and my wife, Carol, have got 11 healthy grandkids, 11 of them. And I think about that every day. A lot of people was like, you know, you just, you act like you're on a mission. I am. Now, if they ever find a cure for cancer, I don't know what I'd do.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you'd find something.
2: (laughs) But I try to, here's the deal. And here's what i tell y'all. You look at your rallies, and I've done this when I first started looking. The second year I did this rally, I flipped hamburgers in the parking lot. That's what I did to feed this. Oh, there okay. wasn't like 32 people there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having food catered. Mm-hmm. I know it's by the hand of God and my good friends that go. this bug is doing this. So it's just, it's one of them deals where, and my sponsors, if you look on there.
0: And, and feel free to shout them out if you want. Absolutely right.
2: Let me tell you, let me tell you a story on some of them. Uh, Just a little background, Texarkana Emergency Center, it's Dr. Bo Kelly here in Texarkana. He came to it one year and he was so impressed. He talked to one of my nurses. I'm real, I'm real safety cautious. I put my nurses and everything that ride with me at the back of the pack Mm -hmm. in case you get sick or have trouble. This Dr. Kelly was so impressed. He came to me the next year and said, I want to sponsor. I want in. He said, I've never been to something so organized. And, and so safety-minded and still have all this fun, I want in. He's been doing it the last four or five years. Now we get down here, three states, Harley-Davidson. They got a new owner out of Bossier City, Louisiana named Ronnie Dees. Not going to really go into details. Had, had a little bit of trouble with the local one, and I called Ronnie. He said, how much is sponsorship? I told him. He said, who do I make the check out to? I said, St. Jude. I need an address. <laughs> he mailed the check in two days. He's about an hour from us. This man and a bunch of his crew are coming to the rally. Wow. They want to come and help support this. Now we get into this misfit group. If you look on the Iron Misfit family, they're out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. They came two years ago. And the lady come up to me and she said, this year, she come up, or last year, and she said, we want a sponsor. She said, we went to the restaurant after we left here, and we were so touched by by what you're doing that one of our girls started crying and couldn't stop. She said, we want to help. I said, what do you want to do? She said, we want to raise money. And I won't go into details on how much, but each sponsor has a level they start at. And if they want to do that, they got to make that check out to that amount. Now the, the sponsorships goes on the flyers, the applications, and now we have by donations for great people in this thing. They went out and bought a trailer, and we had it with all the sponsors put on it with the Riley name.
0: Fantastic! I've
2: been hauling this stuff from, and I live outside of Texas County, and I've been hauling this stuff in six or seven pickups, carrying it all down there every year. And God told me, said, so "We need a trailer." These people, in probably less than two months, come out with the money to buy the enclosed trailer, so That's a blessing. yes, and so you then you get into Tyson Food, a uh, young couple named Trey and Amy. Amy works at Tyson Food. What Amy does, they make donations from their uh chicken products, and they donate chicken quarters, you know five or six hundred pounds of them frozen, so you're asking me, okay, what are you doing with chicken quarters? <laughs> right. Here's what we do. you ready, yes, sir. Richard McBroom Construction, he works with a couple, Kyle Booker and Veronica Brown at Greenwood, Greenwood, Louisiana. They all get together and they cook and sell plates on the side of the road. And they sell them for like, they sell them for like $10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ceramic, Kyle, Cindy, and Greg Boyette, they do the same thing. They, they, yesterday, I'm sorry, Friday, they took pre-orders and sold almost 100 plates Friday. And you say, okay, 100 plates ain't much. That's $1,000. Oh, that's yeah.
1: right. <laughs> Every little bit adds
2: that's up. That's $1,000 mm-hmm. in one day. I mean, and that's where the chicken plates come into play. You know, I get them, I load them up my truck, and I run them to Louisiana. And those three, Greenwood, Louisiana, Richard Brumman, Construction, and Ceramic Tile Service, they all cook and sell stuff like that.
1: Now, that's the out-of-the-box thinking. Gonna, I love it.
2: Now you're going to look over here and you're going to see a deal that says Dilligaff. This guy, he's a professional, him and his crew, and I'm not going to read what the letters stand for. You can just imagine, okay? (laughs) Well,
0: the biker should know what that stands (laughs) for.
2: Yes. (laughs) They're a competition barbecue crew. Okay, They go around everywhere doing competition. Never (laughs) met the guy. called me one day and he said, man, you're everywhere. You're on every motorcycle site when I pull it up. Is there any way I can help you? And I said, well, what do you do? You know, he started telling me. I said, sure. This guy, he called. I said, well, look, I'll tell you what, Tim, you're going to barbecue all over the country. Let me get you some St. Jude shirts. You know, you can advertise, you know, he's okay. I said, text me the sizes. So he texted me. He needed uh, four 4Xs. And three, three X's, and I looked at that and I thought he he must have made a mistake. That's pretty good sized (laughs) shirt. Yeah, I called him back and he said, "Oh no, that's right. We like to eat too." (laughs) So, so this guy, they have they have went out this year and they have events all over at the Harley stores, the Eagles Lodge. They went and bought a gun, they're raffling off. He went and bought a crawfish cooker, they're raffling off. All that money will be wrong to me in a check that says St. Jude. Every it. one of them. Everybody asks me, Chuck and Debbie go, well, how do you pay for your bands and how do you pay for your food? It's the 80 bucks that everybody sends in. Sure. That's how I pay for it. Now, when I get you in that door, we've got silent auction prizes. We've got about 80 to 100 different prizes. Uh, a set of tires, a uh, $50 gift card to Applebee's. We sell $10 tickets on that. Now, Chuck, if you buy five tickets on Friday night and you don't win nothing, mm-hmm. they're good for Saturday. They're still in that oh, box. good. Okay. I like now, that. Now, if you buy buy five tickets Friday and you win stuff for Saturday, guess what? Am I still in there? No. I'm going to sell you some more tickets.
1: <laughs> there you go. Of course. See? Smart man. <laughs> but
2: <everybody's>, yeah. <laughs> but we make, I make people feel bad. You know, Saturday night, I'm pulling at the horse train. Sure. uh mm-hmm. I'm telling them, hey, look, guys, it could be your kids. I mean, y'all got grandbabies. I mean, y'all got kids. Right. Right. I mean, we're doing the same thing, Chuck and Debbie, every weekend. We're riding a bike. We're eating. Drank a few beers. Listen to a band. Why can we not? I tell them, give me these three days. I'll do the rest of the year. You just show up and help me here. But now I've got people everywhere collecting money. And they'll bring it to the rally. Oh, great. and they'll present it to me on a Friday or on and, and some on Saturday. And I'm gonna tell you, you'll see a sixty three year old man cry, you you're talking to him. <laughs> i
1: probably he, be crying
2: he, right he, there it, with it, touches, you. it. It just it touches my heart to look down there and a the guy you know, one year we're sitting there and we like five hundred dollars hitting a certain amount. And I looked over and this big old burly guy's right over there hollering at me and he comes over, and he said, Here, just to cry and wrote me a five hundred dollar check. No. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm, 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 I had to hug his neck. I'm telling sure. you. <laughs> Absolutely. But when we go to Memphis and you walk them halls and see them babies, that's when you know in your heart that, that God has put you here for a reason. Oh, you God. know, it's it's heartwarming to see. I, I may not be able to give the millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but I'm doing what I can that's for right. them.
1: That's right.
0: Definitely doing your part. All of this is really exciting. Um, it's really, I mean, you, you're great. I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Like you said, you can talk, but you know what? You've got a great message, and you're able to convey it real well, Neil. And, and I think your
1: passion, just, well, I, you, can't, yeah, you the, can't not feel your passion for the mission that you're on. And like you said, it, I'm not raising millions of dollars, but you're doing what you can mm-hmm. with what you've got. And you're you're putting a network of people that can help you continue to grow that year by year. And so, you know, kudos to you. That's phenomenal.
0: And you're being able well, to attract and, these and, people to help you, too. So that's a great thing.
2: Yes, and the thing about it is, and I'll tell y'all, when we go on our rides, we tried this one year. You know, you got 200 bikers. It's like, holy cow, how are we going to do this? Yes. Now, I'm telling you, you're going to go. It's going to be a six to seven hour ride. Wow. Now, hold on, Debbie. Don't get excited. We stop. <laughs> and we pull over because I'm going to tell you, I learned a long time ago, and it ain't in this order. Women got to go to the bathroom, men got to smoke. <laughs> so, and it might not be in that order, but yeah. I learned you got to stop. That's right. We do. So about every hour we stop.
0: Okay. okay.
2: Through every town we go through, we are escorted by the police. Very good. We do not touch a break. Oh, And you wow. know why they do that for us? Because I feed them. There you go. <laughs>
3: it's amazing I, what you can I do I take them food. up there and
2: feed them. And they, they know every year, hey, this, they always say, just this, that, this, that redneck from Texas County, that's me. Come on. <laughs> so, they, But they block intersections. They block every road. You don't have to, I mean, the safety factor, look, I want to take you there, and I want to see you that night. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Now, now the dates on this are May the 21st to the 23rd. You can reach me on my cell at 903-276-6884 or that Talamina Rally Cruising for St. Jude is on Facebook.
1: So, Neil, give the your uh, phone number and or other contact information one more time for us as we close.
2: Okay, you can call Neil Jones at area code 903-276-6884 or go to the Facebook page, Talamina Rally Cruising is C-R-U-I-S-I-N for St. Jude. Or if you want to rest your own line, go to Eventzilla. And look up Talamina Rally.
1: Great. Thank you very much. We appreciate you being with us, Neil. It was a wonderful time. I had a great time learning all about the rally. And look forward to Thank actually you. meeting you face-to-face. It's been an absolute pleasure, Alrighty. Neil.
2: And we
0: look forward to seeing you on the road there.
2: That'll work. If y'all need anything, don't hesitate to call me. we Will do.
1: Will sure do. Thank you so much.
2: All right. You bet. Have a great day. Take, Take you care. Too.
1: Bye-bye. Hi, Rider Coach Deb here. Just wanted to take a quick minute and share with you something that I have found that is a phenomenal safety item that every rider that rides with a helmet will want to have for their own safety and protection on the road. It's called the InView Wireless Brake and Turn Signal Light. It's designed to attach to your helmet, as I mentioned, and it syncs up directly with your brake lights and turn signals so that the car drivers that just seem to miss the signals that we put on will now be able to see it because it's right at eye level on your Helmet. They're designed with ultra bright LEDs. As I mentioned, it is programmable and it works in conjunction with your brake lights and turn signals from the motorcycle. It's very easy to install and simple to use. So if you would like to find out more and get information about the inview, be sure and visit chuckndebshow.com forward slash inview and in the ordering process put in coupon code BIKERLIFE. Again, ChucknDebShow.com forward slash inview and utilize coupon code BikerLife to get a great discount on the inview.
0: All right. Well, welcome back. And it's that time for Dutch Van Austin in Raw and Unapologetic.
1: Dutch Van Austin is the author of Demons Rising The Story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series, and the soon to be book number two.
0: So here you have it. Here's Dutch Van Austin in RAW. And unapologetic.
3: Tis I, lover of motorcycles, eater of barbecue ribs, and all around swell guy, speaking to you with my two usual co hosts, Eloquence and Grace. And we speak from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave, located in the penthouse on the sun coast of Florida. As stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Light Behind Bars book series. And I am, as always, raw and unapologetic. And I am also the author of the soon-to-be-published book number two of the Life Behind Bars book series, Rebellious Youth, The Story of the Lost Child. That book is going to the editor Wednesday, or Wednesday, as I used to pronounce it as a kid, to learn to spell it, where she will most likely excoriate me from my piss-poor grammar. Uh, I'm going to start out with the city of Tampa, uh, the city of Tampa's mayor slash autocrat uh delusionally and it's not a word but i'm going to use it anyway placed a stay at home order for all tampa residents now i drive through tampa a lot for work i don't live there but apparently she believes i can be pulled over and stopped while i'm out jogging and hey it it could happen okay while i'm out barely walking and, and told i need to go home or be arrested She has absolutely zero authority to do so, and she knows it, because even though she uh, brashly made this proclamation uh, in front of the podium, the mayor's podium there with a little symbol on it, with old glory and the Florida state flag behind her, ironic since both the U.S. and the Florida state constitution preclude such edicts, uh, but the wording she wrote is (coughs) strongly suggests. You stay home, because deep down, she knows she has no authority to demand free people to stay in their homes. But in typical authoritarian fashion, she presented it as an order. I'm used to politicians believing they are kings and they have no limits on their power, but what is disturbing is the vastly disproportionate number of my fellow bikers who are in favor of this, and and, and not only in favor of it, but believe that she can do it. <laughs> and, and that's a, that it's a good idea. So part one of that is they're just plain wrong. It's black and white. She has no authority to disregard the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution and restrict movement. It's just black letter law. The second part is what scares me. All too many people, including my brethren bikers, believe it's a good law, even though it's not a law. I, I'm not saying not to isolate, but to make it a law. I do not understand the slavish nature of the blind obedience some have, but doubly disappointed in those who claim to be these badass bikers and such who see nothing wrong with an edict by a politician who lacks the legal authority to do so. Uh, At one time, back in my day, and really even more so before at my day, uh, the reason one rode a motorcycle was, no, not because they love to feel the wind in their face, but they did, but that wasn't what motivated people back then. It really was primarily a form of rebellion. Guys on motorcycles were automatically seen as outsiders and iconoclastic. And even, dare I say, I use this word from the 50s, subversive. You know, men who refused to conform. Imagine, if you will, Fonzie. All right? Would he have been nearly as cool if he was seen as a rebel, If he drove around in an Edsel, or a station wagon, or an ice cream truck, or used hers. I mean, the motorcycle has been a symbol of rebellion for, I'd say, 100 years easily. Imagine this. Little Janie rides up with her new bow to meet Dad, and that bow rolls in on a bike. Daddy is going to need adult diapers. In fact, if you recall very early episodes of Happy Days, Fonzie was dressed in a light brown or gray canvas jacket. Uh, The sensors at the time would only allow him to wear uh, that leather jacket if and only he was leaning on his bike. That way it could be seen as like a protective gear and not some sort of uh, subversive act. And and no, I'm not kidding. A leather-clad biker was seen way too brash for a family sitcom back then i mean this was nearly half a century ago when censors freaked out over every little thing i mean lucy and ricky had separate beds okay how was there a little ricky unless lucy got herself a little dicky and i doubt that happened in separate beds but i digress the motorcycle uh, was a symbol of rebellion and riding was the ultimate high There were very few two-wheelers on the road back then. I mean, not everyone and their uncle had a motorcycle. Today, everyone rides. And with that widening pool of people, differing personalities and diverse ways of thinking are bound to happen. But at one time, if you were on a scooter, then chances were pretty damn good y'all thought alike in just about every way. Uh, You needed a distinct personality to be on a bike then, not like today, and for the love of all things barbecue, this is an observation, not a criticism, okay? It, it just seems that rebellious nature often stops at the ride-free patch on a vest that's meaning is virtually non-existent, but but it looks good. I don't mean to get on a soapbox. I love to ride. I love people who love to ride and respect that passion they have if they see it as a form of recreation and not necessarily a way of life. I really don't care. Now, the theme of my, my book number two in Rebellious Youth is going to be acceptance. And a direct quote from the book is, we don't accept who you want to be, only who you truly are. So I don't really care if you just want to feel the wind in your face and you love to ride, so do I. And you could ride side by side with me anytime, and, and I'll love you for it. But don't spout rebellious phrases when you think stuff like what's going on in Tampa is okay. Um, so after apologizing for being on a soapbox, I just apparently stayed right on there, didn't I? Well, I'm afraid of heights anyway, so I will now get down. Um, I'm not going to read a letter, per se, uh, per se, hmm? Per se is a Latin phrase to use when you want to refer, like, to a particular thing on its own. Like, to single out a certain element. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bubbles, maybe if you read something other than Cosmo. Yeah, actually, that second thought, uh, you keep reading Cosmo, dear. It is uh, a good instructional tool for you and I when we have those extended coffee breaks. So, As I said, it's not a letter per se, but a response to a friend of mine who's considering moving here from New York. Uh, he sent me a text stating he knows he needs to find a house and a job and then a good school for his kids, but wondered what else he should look for. Oh, yeah, that's that's sweet. Home job and a school for the little munchkin. But no, they are not the top three things you need to find here. There are tons of houses here, okay? Drive around the neighborhoods or wherever you're moving to. And if you see houses boarded up, and they're dealing heroin across the street, then you don't want to live in that neighborhood. And you don't want your kids to go to school there. Okay, that takes, care of two problems right there. Uh, as for a job, and unless your former job was manufacturing snow plows or selling ski equipment, there are tons and tons of jobs. The uh, economy in Florida is booming, and once this crisis is over, it's going to go back to booming quickly. So there are three important things you need to find when you move to Florida, though. One, a biker bar, because they are not as easy to find as you think. When I moved to this part of Florida, I rode around and looked where all the motorcycles were parked. While that doesn't quite work as well as it used to, I guess, I would go into some of these places where there was a ton of bikes out front, and I'd walk in and there were grown men drinking bottled beer with fruit jammed in the top. So that ain't my place. I I got so desperate, I started Googling, Biker Bars, Tampa Bay area. So finally, I was downtown on Manatee Avenue in the city of Bradenton, And there was this bar called, yep, you guessed it, the Tip Top Tavern. And I could see everybody out back, there was just a bunch of derelicts and degenerates, openly smoking pot, guzzling beer, and they were screaming at me like lunatics. Hey man, hey man, stop in, have a cold beer with us. I mean, all of them are just yelling. And I'm thinking, I don't even know these crackpots. So it was then I knew that was the place for me. Secondly, you need a tattoo guy. Because now the tattoo uh, industry, for lack of a better word, is, is filled with very artistic people inking detailed and very original designs, and everyone is getting a tat. It's not like the place you should go years ago back at 2 a.m. and get one of those, you know, lick and stick them designs in under half an hour. However, even though uh, the talent has changed and grown, I'm gonna tell you, you could still get some crappy work at some of these little boutique style tattoo parlors with air fresheners and ceramic floor tiles. Uh, I met a guy, and I don't think he's gonna mind if I mention that I met him in a homeless shelter that I worked at. Um, he came in one day, and he had this mohawk and tattoos on his neck and his face, and he would tell me he's uh, gonna open a tattoo studio place someday. And I thought, yeah, okay, you and hundreds of others that can sketch Ozzy on a high school desk and call it good artwork. But as time went, I saw some of his sketches, and I could see. This this guy had some real talent. But sketching and inking are two entirely different things. So, But as time went on, I mean, he was out of the shelter. He kind of got on his feet. I would still run into him here and there at a bike event, and he would show me some pictures of his actual tattoo work. And I started to think, wow, I mean, this guy is really, really good. So I finally hired him to do some ink, and it was the best work I have ever saw on my glorious naked body. Uh, I was not naked at the time, but... Hmm? You were naked when you got your tattoo bubbles? Uh-huh. The man said you had to be completely naked for a tattoo? Yeah. You mean the one he did on your toe? I see. And it took him 11 hours? Okay. Anyway, I was dressed at the time, and so was he. Uh, But he has since created two more tattoos on me, and they are just phenomenal work. I mean, I've seen these ink guys a lot over the decades, and and my guy is second to none. The detail, the color, Uh, in fact, I'll post uh, his work on my Life Behind Bars series Facebook page. Uh, The last two he did, I have uh, Day Of Pictures, I don't know if I have a day of picture uh, on the first one he did, but I'll take a look. Anyway, I'm going to challenge you to tell me anyone who can do better work. I mean, he takes his time. He takes his art seriously. Uh, He sees his work as a reflection on his ability and not just a task. His name. Thank you, Bubbles. I knew him really well. Well, I know him really well. He's not dead. I know him really well, and I'm thinking he would probably make you strip naked, too. (laughs) Uh, his name is Will McGuigan, and and I'll post his name on my page as well. Um, he's got a Facebook page. I mean, I so admire this this guy's talent, and I'm I'm extremely envious of his ability to form designs in his head and transfer them to your skin. I I can't draw a decent stick figure. I can't tell you how much I envy uh, uh, the ability that somebody has to just picture something in their mind and just transpose it onto canvas, skin, what have you. So, I found my tattoo guy, and I found my biker bar, and I found those in places I never thought I would. The third thing you need is a good wrench. Now, if y'all can wrench on your own bike, despise, or despise, despite the seriousness of the repair, there's a little Freudian slip, because I despise working on my own bike, because I just can't do it. Um, Many of us can't, and I would caution you that those of you that can, Don't diminish your talent and skill by saying, oh, it's so easy to do. Why can't. you? It's not easy to do. It's a skill that I haven't developed outside of basic maintenance and just some minor repairs. And given my back injury, I can't even do much of that anymore. So if you can do it, pat yourself on the back and be proud of it. Don't don't diminish your talent by saying it's a piece of cake. Um, But if you're one of those who love your bike way too much to let yourself wrench on it, you need an honest and a good one. Often that combination is really hard to find. So uh, that's when you go straight to the source. I asked a few of the one percenter guys here, and I got a couple of answers. One was uh, Precision Cycle in Sarasota, and I have used them, and they're they're both good and honest. They really are. And I took them more when I worked down in that area. I don't anymore, so I I quit taking it there. So I started to use another guy who was uh, renting this little shack, in Sarasota because uh, one of the nomads of a very highly respected club here recommended him and he did a great work too however, he recently went on to a different endeavor and I saw him out at a local pub drunk as hell holy cow is he drunk Uh, him, not me and he said the best wrench he's ever seen was Phil at Rossiter Harley in Sarasota and as we know, small children and drunk people tell the truth so I gave Phil a whirl by bringing in my shovel and he got it running great. It still runs like a shovel, mind you, but he did a great job on it and he was on it. Uh, there was one thing I need—I thought I needed a whole new part and he just said, nope, just a broken wire. So I admire that honesty, I admire that skill. Uh, then he went through it all for me, tightened everything down and set the timing, adjusted the clutch, all that good stuff. So, so there you have it, folks. A bar, a tattoo guy, and a wrench. Get those and you're golden. A house, a job, and a school. Oh, how cute. Okay. Perfect time to end this. I'm going to call it a day. Uh, If you want your question right on the air, private message me on my website. Just get your message to me, and I will send you an autographed copy of my book, Demons Rising, The Story of the Wayward Scout. Please hit like on my Life Behind Bars Facebook page. Uh, Sign up for my newsletter. Hit like on my biker, uh, not mine, hit like on Biker Life Radio and Chuck and Deb show. And remember, please, they're two different pages. So until next week, folks, remember, I may be fat, but that's because I buy food and not meth. And from my overstimulated brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch signing off.
0: Hi, this is Chuck with the Chuck and Deb show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, please contact us at 216 7625 That's 216-ROCK. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.
1: For those that are new to the show, we are here with Brian Hill. Now, Brian is an extraordinary humanistic astrologer, and I'm not just exaggerating that. He's got thousands of clients around the world, and clients seek out Brian because he brings his business background as an entrepreneur and real estate developer, paired with his precise intuition and gifts for words as an author, columnist plus radio and TV personality, he masterfully shares astrology in a way that is simple to understand and more importantly, sim- more simple to put into action. So let's welcome Brian to the show.
4: Hey, Brian. Hello, Deb. Hello, Chuck. How are you Hello. guys doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. How are you? Good. Good. So we're, we're going to get into this right away because no. I know you're, you're short on time. Um, everybody knows what's going on you got to be deaf, dumb, and blind and not, not to have an understanding of what's going on in the crisis in the world. Right. And I, I, I want to give a bigger picture to this. You know, there's, there's that old phrase. I haven't heard it in a while. I just thought about it, right? April showers bring May flowers, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's what we're looking at for the, for the month of April. I like that. And I think, I think the, big, the big picture here is from a, um, from a spiritual point of view, All right. We're waking up to a lot of things that have been, say, out of sync in the human condition. Yep. And, and so the, the just like um, we get storms to clear things out, you know, right. well, this is this is kind of like a big storm, you know, and it's affecting the whole world and planets affect the whole world. They just don't affect me or you or they affect everybody. So so the energies of this are, are shaking the world. Look, look at how many times in this past couple of years we've been threatened by war. Right, wars are happening, Mm -hmm. and it's like it's bringing us all together because we're all sharing this one commonality at some manner, shape, or form. So, what I want to do today is I'll explain a little bit. You know how I could talk astrology forever, but <laughs> I'm going to explain it in a way, hopefully that we could use we could use April. We don't get abused by April, right? You know right. We, uh, we 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 want to be able to step into April and use it for our for our best and the highest goods because this is going to be over exactly when we don't know. You know because the the powers that be don't have a clue either. Right. Uh, <laughs> so true, but. But in time, it's going to be over. So we want to make the best of this time. We want to make lemonade out of lemons, right? Right. Um, that. So let's let's get in and we'll look at this. And right now, I'm going to give you some astrology lingo, and then I'll talk back in English. Okay. Right. You you have number of planets forming alignments with each other that are challenging. Uranus, um, there's a word for you, um, is squaring Saturn. And it's conjunct Mars. So in English, what this means is we're frustrated beyond belief, and we're dealing with something that, that's unknown to us. That's a real simple, bottom line thing. That's what's happening in the planets here, mm-hmm. and what we and we're going to be dealing with this the whole month of April. It was interesting to. to to look at for a period of time that we were talking about getting out of this on April sixth, you know that's what the president said. Mm-hmm. Well, this I'm look we're not getting out of this on April sixth, <laughs> but we have to use this time the best possible way. we think about this. We're isolated. We're home alone, or we're home with our wives. We're home with our kids, and we're being forced to go inside to look at what we value in different ways. All right. We 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 go through life kinda of like sleepwalking and this is waking us up. Yes. You know? right. I, I, I had a conversation with and everybody's everybody's being challenged in their own personal way. People who who are in their home with their spouse who they haven't particularly liked for the last few years, you know, yeah. are are one on one looking and they're they're looking at each other and say, How do we make this work? And this work means how do we get through today? You know, right. the kid, how, how are we going to deal with the kids? We're being forced to look at issues that we've been uh, distracted from for such a long time. You know, I was talking with a guy this morning and he said he, he's in a position in life that his most frustrating part is that the sports world is shut down. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right. There's goodness. There's no games to watch. But when you look at this on a greater on a greater scale, what do sports do? They distract us from things. Mm-hmm. So so we need distraction. We, we seek for distraction right now. And that's what the planets are telling us, right? That we can't be distracted anymore. We're being forced to go inside, forced to look at ourselves, forced to look at what life is on a, on a bigger scale, right? Uh, people are afraid they're going to get it and they're going to die. Well, that's looking at end-of-life things th- this month. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of issues that are, that are showing up in here. And wh- how to best handle this is if we just look at the month of April, it is very well known, all right, that the most efficient time planning uh, period is one week, right? Okay. And, we, you, know, you know, you guys have probably heard of what's your five-year plan? Yeah right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. What's your five year? Did, did anybody know a couple of months ago this was going to affect their five year plan? No They had no idea. We were just planning twenty twenty. What's your twenty twenty vision? Well, you know, everybody's vision is then gone by the boards. So, but we have a time frame of a week, right? That we could get a handle on. And then if we look at the week, what the week is, it's composed of seven days. So then we have the day and we've all heard the phrase one day at a time. Right. So if we look at April and we say, given what we're given, you know, that stoic thing, you know, it is what it is. If if we're looking at April the way that it is at the end of April, how do, and this is a thought for everybody, question for everybody to ask themselves, how do I want my life to be better? Right. And then and then say, OK, and it could be some look, if we're stuck at home and the house needs to be cleaned, and it's being needed to be cleaned for years, we got a chance to do it. If there's a pile of books on the table and you've been wanting to read them, we could read them. Everybody has their own thing. And we have to we there's a, a, a Zen monk, Thich Not Hanh. I think I talked to you guys about him. He's a Buddhist monk. He's almost 100 years old. And he's, he's absolutely simplistically, beautifully profound. And he says if you look at a flower, you just glance at a flower it's a flower the concept goes off in the head mm-hmm. it's a flower but if you look a little longer a little deeper in the flower you'll see a little bit more things you'll see the different colorings and the gradations if you look a little deeper still you're going to see the veins of the flower and if you keep looking deeper and deeper the flower will reveal its splendor to you love it so mm-hmm. so here we are in a month that we're being forced to look deeper into things. And the possibility is that if we really do not have the ability to be distracted, we're going to look deeper into them. And we're going to see the splendor. And out of this comes a better way of looking at life. So if we, if we go to the end of April and we go, this is what we want April to be, you know, and then we take it, we break it down into weeks at a time, and then we break it down into days, it's manageable, it's managed. Not only is it manageable, it could be profitable for us and right. prosperous. You know, there was a man a long time ago. This is this all has to do with where the planets are up now. And I could give you, and you know, as I could talk the lingo of astrology. If I say Pluto is c- conjunct Jupiter, squaring Mercury, you don't have a clue what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> so,
4: so 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 I spare you. I to you. you with this, right? <laughs> But here's another example. Years ago, I had a buddy, and he worked for a major corporation. And he and the major corporation were, were, not at, were not seeing things similarly. They were at odds. So they gave him what was called the golden parachute, meaning they gave him a whole lot of dough to go away. Right. So here he was. He was about 55 years old. And he had worked his whole life, meaning he'd gone into corporations his whole life. And now he was essentially out of a job with a whole bunch of money. And he was lost. He didn't know what to do with himself, just like many of us are lost now. Right. You don't know what to know to do with yourselves. And I said to him, and I, and I read this a while pr- prior to that, and I said, Michael, the human condition, the human structure only needs about three hours of structure a day. It's like standing straight up for three hours, you know. And once you get that three hours, you're okay. You could do the rest of whatever you want. He says, you mean I could go to the gym for three hours and work out and that's my structure? I said, yeah. So he did it. Right, And he changed his life just three hours of structure a day. Yeah. Now, how many people need to lose weight? Right. right? So can, can we do exercises in the house or walk around in the yard? How, how many of us need to connect with relatives that we've never heard? You know, we haven't heard from for years. Right. Each person has their own little thing, but if they if they look deeper, like Chick Nanhan Hans, look deeper into the situation. We're going to find the splendor out of this. I
1: like that. Yeah, me too. And I know Chuck has a saying that he's said for years that if you do not go within, you go without. And you mm-hmm. know, I think what you're bringing to light is that at this time, it, it's forcing us to go within, and we can either do it and really come out a refreshed person at the end of the springtime of showers, mm-hmm. um, or, yes. you know, we can not. And I guess that's kind of and, the bottom and, line. And, and we all have a choice of how to work through that. And
0: then just wake up the same place you were before.
1: Correct. Yeah. Just so a month, month later.
0: Actually, it's uh, an opportune time for choices, decisions, reinvent yourself.
4: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a way of looking at a big question. I am alive. What am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right.
4: Perfect. How am how many people put off doing what they really want to do because they're so busy ru- rushing around, excuse me, doing things they don't want to do.
1: So mm, that's right.
4: Right. So if we look at this, I, I was, I was downtown on Sunday and I was talking to some guy down at the court, the Plaza courthouse. And no, normally the, um, the downtown area on the weekend is packed with people and obviously there was nobody around walking around to this thing and all the restaurants were closed i mean you couldn't even go to a restaurant to go get something to eat it was so weird weird it was eerie you know oh yeah and it made it had this make you stop and think like what's this about you know and i won't get into the numbers of of the virus etc you know, we, we we talked a little bit about this. This is uh, this is to me the the media has a tremendous amount of influence on this. And when we look at we look at what's going on, the media prior to this had a tremendous amount of influence on us, but we didn't pay attention. We just followed along with it.
0: Yeah, good point. You know. And we are getting
1: there. Yeah, we are getting close on time. But I want to make sure because I think that, you know, for so many, this is just really scratch the surface. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they may really want to do what I would call a deep dive with you and figure out maybe what their next step, what their next purpose is. And so if you would, please just share with all of our listeners how they can reach out to you to get to that deeper level for themselves to find out their next step.
4: Well, they could e- email me. And that and my email address is bh like my initials Brian Hill and then the word whale w h a l e. So it's bh whale at yahoo. Or they could text me at nine four one three two zero seven zero nine zero. And if they want to check out my old website. Okay, it's an old one, but it it'll tell you what you need to know. It's Brian B R I A N A middle initial Hill H I L L dot com, and those are the three ways to reach me. Yeah, it re- it really helps to dig into your own. You know, look inside. Like we talked about going into the flower, go into yourself, mm-hmm. let your own splendor reveal itself.
0: Now's a perfect time to do it. That's right.
4: Yes. Yep, Absolutely.
0: That way, you know, you can find out what you need to do uh, about moving forward, at least for these next 30 days and make those next 30 days like Brian just said, something full of splendor.
1: Right, a new start. Yeah. So, you know? thank you so much for joining us today you and you've welcome, given guys. everyone an optimistic look for the next 30 days to really be just make something new, begin something new, be something new.
0: And we're going to have a special mm-hmm. one with Brian here coming up soon so you want to stay tuned, but go ahead and wrap it up Brian.
4: All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, uh, You know, I said this before, I won't give you a lot of astrological terminology <laughs> and bore you with it. I, I want to be able to give you that which you could work with and make your life better. And let's just look at this month and really make it an, look at April, make it an amazing April.
1: He is so uniquely gifted with the way that he describes things that if, if he would talked in his astrological terminology, <laughs> I'd be lost, but he just makes We'd it be, so simple yeah. and easy to follow and easy to take action and know what kind of to do for ourselves. And
0: I thought he gave some really good advice there. As a matter of fact, we're looking out uh, at producing something here real soon mm-hmm. in regards to reinventing yourself. Right. And that's what came to me as we was talking about it. Actually, this is a time, it's a time for change, maybe a time for cleansing. And so as we go through this, you know, we need to look at it on some positive aspects. And that, that's not always an easy thing to do when you've got a lot of different th- factors you have to worry about, especially if you have a family and children and things like that. You got to worry about putting food on the table. Where's your next roll of toilet paper going to come from <laughs> and all that kind of thing. But the whole matter is, is if we, if we could focus on, like he was saying, taking care of those things and focusing on the things that would bring us to a different place. Right. Then at the end of these 30 days, you know, it could be a a world of difference because there is one thing certain things will change again. Right. It's not going to remain this way forever for very long. And so, you know, we just got to go out there and make the best for us and utilize that time that we have or that you may have right now to where it works best for you.
1: Now, I know Brian in the past has talked about seed time and harvest, and I'm looking at this as the seed time. It's time to really, you know, dig into our inner self and really plant the seeds so that when the harvest grows and sows, it's what we want it to grow with. Not just, you know, like he said, working the job that you've got to work or do the things that you've got to do. It's about now, you know, planting the seeds so that you sow and grow the harvest that you want.
0: Very well said, Deb. So uh, I guess we got to wrap things up and start to come to a close here. We appreciate everybody listening today. And we're, we're hoping in. And uh, praying for all the best, uh, you know, we really don't know what's going on. I think uh, it was well said that, you know, a lot of people really don't know really exactly what's happening. We don't know for sure how bad or how good things are at this point. Right. So I think that lends a lot to the frustration of what's going out there uh, with people. I know, I know. I've, like I said, I've had to deal with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten a little bit okay with it right now. But, you know, everybody has to process it in their own way.
1: And it can be stressful. You know, it, it obviously is change and change. Everybody adapts to change in a different way. So, you know, it's it's a great time to just I love the fact that he brought in the point that the stars are saying to seek within. Because, you know, when all of that chaos is going on around us, it's really easy to get caught up in that. And especially if you're connecting with people that are in a very chaotic and or, you know, someone that may be ill from the virus. So, you know, just kind of yeah, staying grounded founded within yourself can help us all get through it in our own way so Thank you, Brian, for being here and shedding some light on what the month is to come, even though we all sort of have an idea. But, you know, it is what you make. It is what we make it all in the end. And so plant the right seeds. So we want to just thank all of you for listening today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and on our bikerliferadio.com, as well as Life Behind Bars book series for Dutch's book, because you do want to make sure you catch book number two that'll be coming out real soon. That's right.
0: We have a couple of fantastic authors on the show. So we hope that (laughs) you'll. Help to support them both and of course all the other interviews that we do on this show as well
1: absolutely right we appreciate so,
0: really did have appreciate having neil that's on. right it was it was a lot of, loads of fun right thanks there. thanks to neil and boy uh, like
1: he is a hoot so, so get out there
0: support uh, his his ride if you can that's and, right and uh, he's out there to do everything he can to make your ride the very best and it all go, goes to a great cause that's for sure so again thanks so much for joining us you guys go out there ride hard and ride free we
1: appreciate you very much and we'll see you again soon Take care.
0: You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week.
1: Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719 390 9898. Again, 719 390 9898. Or visit Colorado For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208 208- Again, that number is 208-930-1276 or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information.
0: Hi, this is Chuck with the Chuck and Deb Show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, please contact us at 216-7625. That's 216-7625 rock. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.